Welcome to All the Gear But No Idea, the South Australian fishing podcast hosted by Rody and Diz. The boys will share their tall tales of the one that got away, as well as some regular segments they know all you fishing tragics will enjoy. G'day guys and welcome to episode 27 of All The Gear But No Idea, the South Australian Fishing Podcast. Diz, how are you mate? Fantastic, thank you mate. How are you going? Bloody excellent and we're joined today by another big guest, Dizzy, none other than Ralph, the president of the Game Fishing Club of South Australia. He's been busy. He has, they're hosting the Tuna Slam Yes, yes. We look forward to hearing about all of that later because there's been a, you know, the weather threw it into turmoil. Did it? Did. Little postponement, but we're looking good for the weekend. The forecast is looking much better, mate. Absolutely, mate. Fantastic news. We can't wait to talk to Ralph about all things Game Fishing Club of SA. Yes, well, he's certainly going to put us to shame in that regard. Rody, let's get stuck into the oranges and lemons, mate. I'll let let you open us up, open up the account. Yeah, I will, mate. We uh, we nipped over to KI again last week. Starting to become borderline locals. <laughs> borderline islanders. Convinced a few folk <laughs> at the races that I was an islander. <laughs> but uh, no, we went over there for Dizzy's Bucks. So I know you're all surprised that he's still here and we didn't kill him. <laughs> so am I. And at one stage at the pub on Saturday night, I thought we had. <laughs> but he's pulled through and he's here. Yes. But uh, yeah, anyway, before the rest of the rabble rolled in, a few of us uh, went out with Gavin Sully, our main man from KI Fishing Adventures. Yes. That was a bit of an orange in itself, Diz. It was, mate. That would have been plenty orange enough. But more specifically, catching some kingies on the jig. How good. Jeez, it was exciting, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a bit spewing. I couldn't get onto them myself, Got mate. Probably, what, 20 or 30 kingies all schooling up on the side of the boat? Oh, it was heaps of them. It was unreal. And that same pink 80-gram jig that did the damage on the nannies... Just got them again. Hooked two kingies. The kingies on the Not go. monsters. Probably between the 60 and 70-centimetre range. Yeah, it was rat kingies, weren't they? It was rats. He said uh, Gav thought they were to do with that... Uh, remember that escape they had? Yes. Out of the so pen. There's more of that size than there ever used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent news. All right, so that's my Irish Diz. What do you got for us? Well, Rody, you mentioned the trip to KI for the Buck Show. We had a fantastic time on the waters. That was really good. Uh, And look, it was an absolute treat. Waking up on Sunday morning was our last day. Thought, oh gosh, here we go. Walked in front of the mirror. Thought, geez, that's an ugly looking specimen. But hell, it was nice having two eyebrows on my head. Well, me and Bill certainly talked a big game about uh, taking one of them off. Gosh, it was nice just knowing that I could come back, have both the eyebrows and not have to worry about going to see some sort of beautician to try and put some plugs in or something. Uh, yeah, not good. That was positive. I'm going to roll straight over into the lemons there, uh, Rody. And while we're on the topic of the Buck Show, uh, Saturday was the KI Cup, as I'm sure everybody who follows the races would be well aware. Fantastic country meet. Unfortunately, COVID restricted their numbers to two and a half thousand or thereabouts. Correct. 
last year before that, they had some record numbers over 4,000, which was excellent. So I think we put that in the calendar and go back next year. Yeah. And I'm going back to uh, basically right the wrongs of what happened on the weekend. When I got up there, dressed in a jockey kit, holding on to Derek the pig <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with a stubby in hand, number 43, I should have won Fashions of the Field. Don't you agree? You should have, mate. But I reckon uh, one positive to take from that was you giving the podcast a shout out on stage. I just had a quick yarn with Flipper while I was up there. <laughs> I could still string a sentence together at that stage, which was positive. Only just, but you did manage to get the podcast in there. And Flipper was glad to hear. I think he's, I think he's a, basically an every fortnight listener now. As of now, he'll be in, I reckon. Absolutely. Brody, what was your lemon, mate? Uh, I'm going to say that's two tri- trips in a row to KI, North Coast, no tuna. Disappointing. But in saying that, that's a bit of a bittersweet one, really, because if Gav's not getting tuna... Probably makes us feel better for that week we had over there in January not getting any. That's true. That is true. So he, he thought the water was a bit cold for him. Yes. And he said it's gone up a couple of degrees in the last week or so and he thought it was getting close to the tuna time over there. We saw a big sort of like quite a few active birds and the dolphins feeding on some bait on the way home, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. But anyway, hopefully not too long and they'll be firing on the north coast. Good stuff, Diz. All right, what about the merch? Now, do we have any merch left after this trip to KI? <laughs> Great question. I'm not sure that anybody had to do anything other than look at you with a, all the gear but no idea hat on and you just say, do you want my hat? <laughs> I just traded in an all the gear cap just about every day over there, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know how many you took. We took lots of stubbies and we managed to flick them off as well. Oh, it's unbelievable. But Matty Barlow's rolling around in one. He is. He's a good fisherman, so hopefully he gets Great some snaps. Fisherman. Couple of randoms, no doubt. I think Latchie might have nicked one. Latchie got one? Oh, he's not a good fisherman either. No, so what are we giving him not. one for? He'll roll it around those uh, high-flying Bondi parts in New South Wales. Might get us a few listens. Is that really our sort of crowd, though? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, there is still good. a bit of merch left, so get involved, guys. Yeah, you'd want to be quick and definitely don't let Rody get on the sauce, otherwise he'll start... <laughs> Actually, maybe get ready on the sores. You might get yourself a free one. Uh, yeah. All right, Diz, let's keep it moving. Let's get into the fishing news. Diz, what do you got for us? Well, Rody, uh, as we mentioned, lucky enough today to be uh, joined by Ralph, president of the Game Fishing Club of South Australia, and they run the Tuna Slam. The Tuna <laughs> Slam is called the John Johnson Memorial Warina Tuna Slam. Happens every year. We'll find out a little bit more about it later, but a little little bit of goss on the news was that it got postponed from its original weekend and it has been moved to this coming weekend, the 27th, I yep. believe. Yeah, good maths, this. And the 28th. Yep, correct. Two-day event. Two-day event. And this includes some of the larger boats travelling from other ports across the state. And maybe even further afield to come, they might house their boats down at Rinna and uh, fish backstairs passage and around the back of KI and the likes to track down the big tuna boys. Correct. All right, dears, that's enough for that because we've got plenty of talk of that coming up shortly. Yes, we do. Rody, on another story, the carp virus release is unlikely to happen anytime soon. Am I right? That's certainly what I believe. Okay. Good stuff. Got any more forest is you <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> yeah. um, the fishing app study, Rody. 
Talk us through the fishing app study. I do actually have a bit more on that, Diz. Oh, do you? Yeah, look, it's just hit my desk. Oh, <laughs> thanks, big guy. Give it to us. Look, this is actually me picking up the parts of you trying to write the news. I asked you earlier what was going on with the car. So the State Environment Minister, David Spears, has stated there is no intention to pursue the plan of releasing the herpes virus in the short term or even the medium term. That was a Mm. quote from ABC Radio. Interesting. So that project's gone deadly quiet was the quote. So that's all I've got for you, Diz. I've got a bit more than what you contributed. I wonder how much money was tipped into that. Fair bit. Would have thought. A lot of money. And, and I, I don't know. I don't know why. I think they hit some hurdles, both with the, you know, the possibility that could that mutate into other species. Mm. That was an issue. Yeah. As was the issue of what they're going to do with the tons and tons and tons of rotting dead carp. Yeah, yeah, well, probably fertiliser wasn't quite a good enough idea. I'd probably take 500 kilos off them for fertiliser. <laughs> right. If we got all our listeners to take a tonne each, we'd put a fair dent in it. Yeah, true. True. All right, Tiz, that wasn't our best piece of news because you didn't really uh, expand <laughs> on the headline. I didn't have any more, mate. Oh, jeez, I had to Google it on the spot. Yeah, I thought you said you found a bit more earlier. No, I'm just worried that you've come back from this bucks not quite 100%. Might have lost a few brain cells. All right, Diz. Next one is the fishing app study. Yes. So this is a bit of news out of Persa, where we get a lot of our news from, running this sort of area of the state. Yes. So they're asking for SA fishers to volunteer to be a part of a national study in collaboration with the University of Tasmania, and it's looking at whether an app has similar, better results to a traditional fishing diary or phone survey. Okay. So it's all about how they're going to collect data going forwards. Yes. Yeah. So phone and diary surveys have been undertaken in 2000, 2001, 07, 08, and 13, 14 to assess the recreational fishing catch and participation in South Australia. This process involved random people were selected and asked to fill in a catch diary for the year. That included basically everyone, so whether they fished or not, I believe. Yes. So there's been a lot of scepticism about the accuracy. Yes, exactly it is. So that is why they're saying, let's look at this app as a better alternative for next time we want to know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to help inform the MARFAC, no doubt, Rody. Yeah, correct. And any future decisions we make in regards to RFL and the likes. And that's a good one. Absolutely it is. So that's underway at the moment, Diz. So we're strongly encouraging the listeners to download the app and get amongst it. Yeah, so I think the uh, the survey part of the apps hasn't quite got up and running, but certainly the app, the fishing app itself, is a goer. Yes. And we've is. used it a couple of times, Diz, to look up uh, bag and catch limits. I like it for that. It's not good. bad. It's got a little diary in there too where you can log all your catch. Bit of a memoir. A couple of memoirs. So we've also, there's also another survey I'll just quickly run into. Yes. They're doing a Gulwa Pippi survey. So that one is researchers patrolling the beach, mm-hmm. coming up, saying good day to a couple of locals, correcting their cockles and getting some numbers. Yeah, okay. You reckon, they're, you reckon they're pouring out all 300 of the Esky and counting? No, I don't know, mate. Never had them come up to me. I imagine though there'd be a fair few people down there who just go and get a feed of 50 or something. You think? Yeah, we've been down there and tried to get 300 and only got about 10. (laughs) 
Fair enough. Certainly took the mickey last time though, didn't we? And if you'd gone down there, you'd be mad not to get yourself on a bit of a fishing guru uh, three-in-one measure, wouldn't you? You would. You would. You'd take that with you. All right, let's move on because uh, we, we, we have... We touched on this originally when there was some consultation out in the public for, well, not in the public, but in the charter operator scheme. And there's been some funding released through the Marshall government. Yeah, so this is actually DIS, the second lot of funding. So they've released the first lot previously. Yes. Um, I think this one is $500,000, and that's going in to support those who have affected the snapper closures. Yes. And it's also going to help charter operators to boost tourism and support regional jobs. Yeah, okay, brilliant. So it provides up to 25 grand in matched grants to successful charter boat businesses to diversify their market. So for more information, jump on the personal website. Those grant applications will be open from March 1 this year. So if you are a charter operator, jump on there and have a look. This was an interesting part of this article on the PERSA website as well about where that money went to in the first round of funding. Yes. And a few notable ones I saw on there was a new toilet and modification for the Balgowan boat. Oh, great operators. Tim. Great operators. Tim Golding. So I've been following them on Facebook. I've seen that one popped up. It was also an upgrade of vessel upholstery and installation of non-slip surface on the floor and a website redesign for Gav and the KI Fishing Adventures crew. And boy, did they do a great job of that. Looking bloody good on the weekend, wasn't it? Money well spent. Lots of others. Calypso boat over in uh, Port Lincoln got a shuttle bus. Wyala fishing got a bit of a benefit. There's plenty of others that have got involved. They were just the two that sprung to mind being former guests of the show. Four 200 horsepower outboards for the Sejuna boat chart operator. Yeah. Hell, that's some ponies. That'd get you there quick, wouldn't it? That's some ponies. So, uh, yeah, plenty of businesses have already benefited. Yeah, and there's more benefits to be seen. Which is good news because we know a lot of these charter operators have been significantly affected. And not only the snapper closures, the COVID hasn't helped them either. No, well, Gav, we heard that firsthand from Gav, didn't we? Well, he, uh, he the Friday, so the KI races are on the Thursday and the Saturday. Yep. Traditionally, the Friday's been the hottest ticket in town on Gav's boat. Yep. And he lost a whole crew to Melbourne. And Wednesday. And Wednesday, that's right. Wednesday and Friday. So he two, lost two days to the Melbourne-Victoria border closures. Gonski. Not good. So COVID is still running amok with that sort of crowd. Yes. Yeah, it is. All right, Brody, let's move on to the next piece of news. We are very excited for the upcoming round two of the Yak Hunters kayak fishing series. It's going to be held in Blanchetown on the 28th of March. Yep, so about a month away. About a month away, and they have a primary target species for each round, and that varies between each... Um, each round of the competition. I each think. round, and also each location, really. Yep. Yes. So it does depend where, you wanna, where you're fishing. But for the South Australian-based crew, uh, we are basically going to Blanchetown to target the Callop. And there is a bonus species which will be announced prior to the event. So hold on to your hats for that one. Looking forward to it. Ready? Sure am. Can't wait. 75 bucks to get yourself a single ticket. But if you're an avid kayak fisher person, then you want to get yourself the season pass ready. 250. You'll save yourself a couple of bucks there. 50 bucks. Um, And... (laughs) You just uh, you just having a bit of a nervous moment about your mouth. <laughs> I was there. Fifty bucks is right, mate. I I, you gave me a funny look, like you weren't sure. It's, it's fifteen bucks for a brag mat, 
but you're also welcome to bring your own. Perfect. All right. So uh, good news in all on that regard, right? Yep, 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 definitely. Diz. Now, next bit of news is Lee Van Soost's first event for the Reeling in Junior Anglers was a great success from all reports. So I saw Minister Basham and his family got amongst it. They were all down there having a fish. Uh, they caught fish. They did, mate. They even caught good. crabs online. So that's always good. Because I think, you know, that... That uh, that event was all about teaching kids fishing and knots and all the all the bits and pieces. Yeah. But to catch fish just really topped it off, I think. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, the kids would have been absolutely wrapped with it. And I saw uh, saw some pictures. All the kids got a nice little show bag from Shimano, including a cap, a stubby holder. Put their put their little can of coke in there. Yeah. No, well, when we had a chat with Lee, she was um, telling us how generous Shimano have been. And it's just fantastic. Plenty of other sponsors as well, Diz. And all sponsors. It's a big shout-out. There's been a lot of people involved. Lee, the coordinator of, of it all, of course, has done a fantastic job. And it would be remiss of us, Rody, not to mention that Zone 3 voting has now started. And this is for the freshwater areas, isn't it? Yep. So we've got young Harry, who's eight. Yep. And I think Leatham, who's nine. Yes, Yep. And from there, you jump on the Facebook and you put in a vote. Yes, no, absolutely. And you've got to get on there before Saturday the 27th of Feb. Uh, yeah. At 4pm, ready? Cause and we've already had the winners announced for Zone 1, which was Bodie. So they, he's representing the Air Peninsula on the West Coast. And Zone 2 was Cash, who's representing the York Peninsula. Well done to those guys. Fantastic effort from Lee. Reeling in Junior Anglers program is a real must-do if you're looking to get into fishing, if you're a young tacker or get the family down there, you'll learn a lot from Lee. So jump on and give him a like on Facebook. I think their next one was going to be Port Lincoln. Is that what Lee told us? Yes, that's what Lee was talking about. I think there was a few logistics to work through with accommodation and the likes, but uh, there's one thing I know about Lee, she'll pull it all together. So they're looking rural for the next one. Good stuff. All right, Diz. Good, good news week. Sorry about the little mishap on the carb virus front. Very average. <laughs> We're looking forward to getting in and having a good chat with the guest, Ralph. Okay, Rody. Lucky enough now to be joined by Ralph Sabaski for the uh, president of the Game Fishing Club of South Australia. He has been extremely busy because they've got a big event coming up this weekend. Ralph, welcome to the show. How are you going? Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, going well. Thanks for having me on. Beautiful, Ralph. Well, we'll get into the, uh, the the competition and a bit of news about that shortly. But as we always do, let's start off with our five questions, Ralph. So what okay. I want to ask you first is tell us about your best fish. Well, uh, probably the best fish uh, I've ever caught was uh, up off uh, Cairns. I, I uh, caught and weighed a uh, black marlin that weighed... Uh, uh, 1,111 pounds. You're putting us to shame here, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> As I said to you, Ralph, you know, the name all the gear but no idea is really in reference to Brody more so than any Because you've taken the mickey there. That's a huge fish. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I've always wanted to uh, pull one out and weigh one. And when that was lucky enough to come on the line... Uh, Everything went our way, which we've had a few on before, which we've lost. And uh, but that time we got that one, and it was uh, oh, look, I was I was wrapped. Being a game fisherman, that's just a, a dream come true. 
and uh, tell us the story, Ralph. What happened? How long did it fight for? It um, it came out of nowhere. Um, I was on a trip with three other mates, and it's, and we all took half an hour on the rod and half an hour off the rod. Yeah. On strike, and uh, no way did I think I was going to catch my dream fish on that trip. Every day I was sick. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Anyway, this monster jumped on, and the skipper yelled out, hey, "Ralphie, you're on." Oh, this was the one, and I thought, oh, here we go. And uh, anyway, we had it on for about forty-five minutes. And uh, what they sometimes do, they come up on the top of the surface and they shake their heads like they're gagging. They're trying to get the bait out of yeah. their stomach. Yeah. Anyway, we reversed back on her, and in went the uh, flying gas, and it was a hell of a commotion. And anyway, we uh, we managed to get it, and uh, yeah, well. I, it was, uh, it was a great time, and we celebrated with quite a few beers. <laughs> Must have been uh, all action stations then, Ralph, I'm sure. Oh, it was, let me tell you. Ralph, is your, what's your favourite thing about fishing? Oh, look, I think um, probably my favourite thing is, um, I think getting out on the boat uh, with your friends. Uh, you seem to be on the boat fishing, and you don't uh, think about work, which is, a, you know, you de-stress, so... Mm. I love going out fishing with, with the boys and the family, of course, and uh, we always have a good time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably my favourite. Yeah, that... Hopefully catch a few fish, I guess. <laughs> that's yeah. certainly a uh, common answer amongst our guests, isn't it, Diz? Yeah, it is. It's it's what we all do it for, really. You're right, you, you sort of forget about fishing, good time with some mates, and away you go. Exactly yeah, right. That... All right, Ralph, tell us your first fishing memory or what got you into it. Well, I'll probably have to blame my dad on this one uh, <laughs> when I was a young fella you know only a teenager my dad used to go out plenty of times and my dad's name's Rolf believe it or not and uh, they wrote an article about him in the advertiser once you know probably 35 years ago Rolf likes it rough yeah. so every time he would go out it would usually be rough and I'd get seasick so I probably <laughs> got off to fishing a bit and then probably about oh, I think about 16 years ago, 17 years ago, he said, uh, oh, I'm heading up to, to uh, Lizard Island to do the heavy tackle competition with a few mates. And I thought, oh, hell, I better get into this. I hadn't been fishing for a long time and ran a good mate of mine, Grant, and I said, what are you doing? It's going to cost us X amount. And I said, it's a week up at Lizard Island. You know, we stay on the boats, but we're, the comps run out of there. And uh, so we got back into that and... and uh, my dad's team came second, and we came, I think, fourth to last. But <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had a good time. Oh, absolutely. Those trips, you always have a good time no matter what in the end, don't you? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Uh, Ralph, this might be a bit of an obvious question here, but what's your favourite sort of fishing and why? Well, look, I love uh, fishing for, for um, any species of uh, billfish, so black marlin, blue marlin, whatever. Uh, mm. But I think the most favourite bit is the heavy tackle because you can be out there fishing and, you know, the marlin will take the bait and you don't know if it's going to be a small one, 100 pounds, 200 pounds or the 1,000 pounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. And then I think once, if you ever go fishing and you catch a marlin, that gets you hooked on fishing. And I think that's probably my most exciting fishing is, is heavy tackle marlin fishing. I think a uh, you know far north Queensland marlin trip is certainly something on the bucket list. Is oh absolutely, we might yeah, even no. have a chat with Ralph off air, and we might join Ralph on his next trip. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's. 
I believe me, there can be some days when it's very slow, so you yeah. do a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, but when the action happens, it's uh, it's pretty good. Yes. Mm. And tell us, Ralph, have you got a funny fishing story, or tell us about the one that got away? Uh, you know, I don't know. We have um, we have quite, uh, when I say the funniest. You know, sometimes when we go out with the boys, and we might have had a few too many. There's been a few lolly fights, and uh, you name it. And I don't know. We've um, I'll probably, I probably I had my boat up in. Um, uh, far north Queensland for four years and we did a lot of tournaments up and down the coast and uh, you know we had a lot of funny times there I can't really go into them yeah. but uh, they were pretty action packed and um, um, the one that got away I think we were on a trip about probably three years ago and again we were chasing this thousand pounder and uh, this is before I called my 1111 yeah. and uh, oh, we had a monster on and um this thing, we had it on for about probably 50 minutes and uh, it did a lot of jumps just on the back corner of the boat. You know, it would have only been like 20 feet away. Mm. And uh, and I, I was in the game chair and I, and I must admit, I said to the two deckies, because we go out in the same boat every year, so we've become good friends. And I said, gee, boys, let's be careful here because this one's a, a big one and a fiery yeah. one. And uh, anyway, after uh, it, it made my 11-11 look small. Oh, and uh, uh, sure enough, after about, I think it was about nearly, not quite an hour, it, it, we, it broke off at the leader when the decky had the leader. Um, so, yeah, that was probably, would have been a nice one to get, but I must be honest, I don't think it looked like any chance we are ever going to get it. But it was, uh, it was, when you seen the jumps of that thing coming out the water, it was fully out the water and then just falling back into the water. It was like a big, big fat slob. It was oh, unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. That's probably the one that got away, I guess. Yes, fair enough. And tell us, Ralph, who do you go out with up in Cairns? Just if we do plan our own trip, we'll get a, get a word of wisdom from you. Yeah, there's a guy called uh, uh, Chris Miles Charters, um, and his nickname's Sharky. Sharky. And, uh, yeah, he, he is the man. He runs out of uh, Cairns, and he does light tackle and heavy tackle. He's, uh, he's good fun, and he's a very good... Uh, you know, very good fisherman. He always seems to get you some fish. Mind you, the last couple of times he's been a bit uh, slow, I think. But I've been a rev up. But uh, no, uh, Chris Miles, Sharky Charters, they're very good. Yes, excellent. All right, Ralph. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Let's get stuck into something which I'm sure you've been very busy lately. The we're in a tuna slam. Tell us a bit about it. Uh, the the weather didn't play well. wasn't looking like it was going to play the game last weekend. We've postponed to this weekend. How's it all looking? Yeah, well, look, we've um, you know I know we were disappointed that we had to put it off last week uh, weekend, but you know looking at the weather forecast and we're on the south side of Kangaroo Island and and, and a lot of and this comp there's going to be a lot of trailer boats in it. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had to make the call, which was in the end, it, the the weather sort of changed its mind a bit, and the change didn't come through to probably Monday-ish. But uh, anyway, um, it's going to definitely go ahead this weekend. It looks like light winds, uh, you know, sort of the five to ten knots, maybe a little bit more in the late in the day. But most of the people will be on their way home anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely going ahead this weekend. Oh, that's good news, Diz. We've got a bit of, bit of a breaking story for the listeners there. Yes, absolutely. That's really good news for everybody involved. And how many uh, entrants are you looking at, Ralph? Plenty of people showing some keenness. There's yeah, some great yeah, look, prizes. Yeah, on our Facebook, on the events. Um, yeah, look, we've got $10,000 worth of prizes. 
Um, we got $5,000 worth of cash and $5,000 worth of, um, uh, you know, fishing equipment. Yeah. And um, so basically uh, it's, it's, it's whoever catches the heaviest tuna. So what happened, there's, there's two categories. There's um, uh, seniors, which is male and female, and then we've got a junior section as well, junior, female and male. So yeah. whoever catches the heaviest tuna on the day takes out $1,000 cash. Yeah. And then we've got a second, third and fourth and again, uh, which get nice uh, fishing uh, reel and rod combos. And then also uh, in the other section, if they haven't caught the heaviest fish, so for example, if the juniors didn't catch the heaviest fish, then they'll get a first, second, third and fourth as well. So, uh, uh, so that's on the Saturday and the Sunday. And then whoever has a combined heaviest weight, so say, for example, if I caught a nice heavy tuna on the Saturday and even a heavy one on the Sunday, and they combined to, say, 40 kilos, and that was the, the most amongst all the anglers, then I would win the $3,000 cash. And that was uh, Boyd Sparrow that won that last year, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, boy, he, he caught a couple of uh, nice, I think, 30-kilo-plus fish from memory. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, he walked away with a very, very fat wallet. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's looking after you again this year with the ice, I think, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is, and I think uh, also I think with some um, pilchards, I think. Ah, oh, perfect, good. Yeah, so, certainly uh, sounds like some excellent prizes up to up for grabs, and why wouldn't you get down there? So, um, what's uh, Ralph? Many people sort of travel over last weekend and haven't been able to make it, or are we still looking good with numbers? Look, like anything, uh, unfortunately, we've lost a few uh, boats that we know of. Yeah, uh, but then, as you know, like there could have been people that couldn't have come last weekend, yeah. which will come this weekend. Yes. So we, we're expecting uh, over a hundred people. Um, so that's somewhere between you know twenty to thirty boats. Uh, you know, it's very hard. No one commits on anything, but from what <laughs> yeah. we can read between the lines and from what people have told us who are coming and boats are coming, that's what we're expecting. Yes. Fantastic, and. Um... How, let's uh, just move over to the Game Fishing Club a little bit, Ralph, because you, you're the president. How long have you been in that role for? Oh, jeepers. Um, I reckon I've uh, maybe 10 years. Oh, wow. That's fantastic, uh, mate. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, that's a, it's, it's a, in Australia, it's the longest, uh, our club was, uh, I'm pretty sure, was the first ever Game Fishing Club in Australia. So. Oh, wow. So we've got uh, over 140 members. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it's like any club, you've only got X amount of boats that are active and the people that fish. But uh, uh, we've got our club rooms on Port Road and uh, we do uh, the first Tuesday of every month. We have a get-together get there with, with uh, people. We have a barbecue and a bit of socialising and we do talks on certain things, maybe how to catch a shark or how to tuna fish and... Which uh, yeah, which is, is pretty exciting. But now the club's good, and uh, you know we've 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 got some really good members. We've met a lot of good friends through it. And yeah, we've seen some of your uh, some of your social events. They look you know both very educational, but also a good social outing. Yeah, now look if look it's like anything. If you're interested in fishing and you want to you know learn, like geez, I'm learning every day still. You know what I mean? So yeah, look, there's definitely some good events there, and uh, I'm quite knowledgeable. Well, me and Diz might have to come down and learn a thing or two off the thousand-pound uh, marlin master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. 
Nah, it's all good. Ralph, so you've done, you mentioned you've done, obviously done plenty of fishing in your day. What sort of um, boat did you have when you used to run up and down the coast there and chase the, chase the fish? Yeah, I, um, I was lucky enough to buy, I was, I was over uh, in America in 2008 uh, with my partner and, a, and another couple. Yeah. I wasn't even looking for a boat, but uh, we, there's another good mate of ours who used to be a decky in Queensland and he's a boat broker over there. Okay. So bit like a car salesman anyway he bloody got me sucked in and i uh, <laughs> i bought a uh, a 55 foot viking sports figure oh wow so, uh, that came out from america on a, on a big uh, ship carrier and uh and i sold it uh and then i bought it back again so i don't know if that was a good thing uh, <laughs> anyway i'm uh, the boat's back uh, back here in uh in south australia now and i keep it in port lincoln in the marina there Oh, wow. wow. So you do a lot of fishing over on the Air Peninsula too then, Ralph? Yeah, we do it mainly probably tuna fishing. Yeah. Um, you know, sharks, eagle rays, you know, whatever, you know, whatever game fishes we have in our waters. You know, unfortunately, South Australia sucks a little bit. That's not as, uh, you know, there's, not, there's no real pelagic fish like they have in Queensland, you know, like mackerels and marlin and yeah. stuff like that. But well, we still have a good time. And do you get down to the southeast for the barrel season at all, Ralph? Yeah, we not not as much because it's a bit limited where I can put my boat. But yeah, fair enough. A few years ago, they had a big run uh, of barrels out from um, uh, Rome, Rome, was it? Yeah, so uh, we took the boat up there for about probably six weeks, and then we just drove up. You know, whether it was on a Thursday night, went out for a few days. We we got about oh, I think we got about six to eight barrels in a, wow. a few. The old kilo ones. Ah, uh, oh, that was that was pretty exciting fishing. I must admit. Oh, geez, I bet we went out. We went down a couple of years ago. Uh, fished out of Port Mac there, and um, we weren't lucky enough to get them that day. But they were certainly firing around the time of year when we went there. I think that would have been geez, one of those days where you have a lot of thinking time. <laughs> yeah, we did. Geez, we had some thinking time that day. And you yeah, had a, no. you had a fair bit of spewing time that day. I certainly too. did. <laughs> Don't worry, that happens on this boat as well. <laughs> one of our trips in, in Cairns we just did recently, I, I bought one of my mates uh, from work who's in our club, a real good angler, and we had to get him airlifted off the boat because uh, he was sick for two days oh, straight. Oh, Dehydrated no. he would have been. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was in a bad way, but oh, uh, wow. I think it would be taking him fishing again. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ralph. Now, thank you very much for joining us, and it's great to hear the comp is going ahead. Dizzy, we might have to try and rearrange the social calendar and free up a day or two. I think so, mate. It'd be a wise move, especially if the weather's going to play the game and the tuna are biting. So uh, yeah. thanks a lot for joining us, Ralph, and we'd encourage all the listeners to uh, do the same. Cancel your lunches, cancel your plans, and get down there. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, yeah, let's hope we get plenty of people down there, which it'll be a good fun event. Great to chat to you, Ralph. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Bye. It's bloody good to chat with Ralph, wasn't it, mate? He knew what he was talking about, the old 11-11 big marlin. Put us to shame, he did. Serious fish. Good fisherman. Absolutely. Good to hear from him, though. Great to get to know a bit more about the club, and uh, yeah, I mean... You know, more importantly, I suppose, as a bit of a closer event, get down there for in it. Yes. Get Sport. involved, guys. Some great prizes. And the weather does look bloody good. Yes, it does. It so does. Uh, if, if, we, uh, if we play our cards right, we might be a late entrant. Yeah, that, this is true. 
Righty, let's get into the report now, mate, because we um, we want to just talk to the listeners about our KI fishing charter with Gav, which was an excellent day out. Yes, definitely. If you're over on the island, KI fishing adventures would be go-to. Yeah. No, Gavin's Gavin is absolutely the guy to get you on the fishing. So that's the third time we've been out with Gav. Yes. Yeah. Third time we've been out with Gav. Very popular with the uh, locals and tourists as well. Yeah. He had Tommy Jonas and the Port Boys out last week, week before. Yes, he did. And look, we, we should just talk the listeners through the day. So you meet Gav seven o'clock at the ramp at the uh, at the gate at the gate of the property. He drives you through. Drives you through, gets you down to his lovely little private marina. It's an amazing setup, isn't it? It it is amazing, and one that will make you extremely jealous if you like that sort of remote, rural part of the part of the land. And Ki is a lovely place for that. He's got a great little marina there where he stores his lovely sixty-five foot boat. Yes, which is perfect for twelve. Perfect for anyone, really. Yeah, it's just, it's perfect. So it's a West Coaster, his boat, isn't it? It is, a West Coaster. It used to be a Queensland maritime safety vessel, I believe. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they got it across here and did a fair bit of work on it, from what Gav can tell us, and yep. turned it into a charter boat. So, yep, we were joined, we were met by our Alex's decky, Gav. Yep, Alex's decky and another five group. five others on the boat. So yeah. Ten of us in total. Yeah, it was great. And we didn't have to go too far to get into it, did we, Diz? No, we didn't. We got out to the first drop probably within about 20 minutes, half an hour or so. Not even, yeah, 15, 20 minutes, I reckon. Yeah, straight over and boom, we're on the nannies. Good couple of bites, bang, into them. Good size ones too. Yeah, there were some good ones, absolutely. And then really, uh, a couple of harlequins came over the side, a few big horse whiting. Great size whiting. Yeah, so we did get a few whiting on the nanny drops early in the day. Yep. And we got a heap more once we actually targeted them in the afternoon. Yes, we did. We swapped to some smaller hooks, got the small little strip squid on the end, found some sandy bottom, which Gav will get you on. And, and they would have all been, what, 35 to 50? I don't, well, I don't actually think we measured one. No. So uh, they certainly had their eye in, but there were a couple that were sort of not monsters but i'd say most of them were around that sort of 38 to 45 mark yeah so that was really good uh and then while we were there sort of everyone started noticing a couple of rat kingies just schooling around the boat which was fantastic to see and yeah we got a bit of burly in the water a few pilly cubes and geez that got them going it did get them going so we would have had what 30 kingies schooling up like that yeah we started getting on them. You got onto the jigs. I started floating a few pillies out. They're bloody they're hard work, them, weren't they? Looking at them non-stop. Um, Gav was telling us about his uh, his son, Dylan, absolute jigging master, Gav was saying. Yeah, so I was amazed how they can shoot straight at your jig or your bait, get bloody close to it, and then turn away at the last they minute. just don't want to bar it at the last minute. So they're obviously very intelligent fish, but we did trick a couple of them to taking a hook. Yes, so that was good when so, you got under one. The line started screaming, rods up. I can't imagine getting onto a big kingy if that's what was peeling a line off your yeah, If they were all in the 60s, pretty well. Maybe a couple low 70s. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how big that one that Hugh... Hugh oh, actually, Huey got onto the first one. Yeah, on Hugh bay. got the biggest one. And that was the biggest one. Shout out to Hugh Sangster over from Sydney. Now Hugh, the borders have opened. What a great opportunity it was to catch up with Hugh. He loves those days, doesn't he? Like, he, he, he got a big one. Your old man got a couple, I reckon. 
Yeah, they got onto a few. I think on bait as well. You're yeah. the only one to get them on a jig, I reckon. Yeah, the jigging master of the team, I always call myself. <laughs> of course you do. But yeah, no, you're not wrong, Rody. Sight fishing those kingies was extremely frustrating at times, but when they got on, boy, was it exciting. Yes, it definitely did. It was a good day out. Got back to the house at Kingscote. Got Davo, your dad, myself, and you on the knives. We did a good job, I thought. What, that takes an hour and a half? Yeah, about that. Bill Sando and Huey on the uh, vacuum sealer, because you've always got to do a good job of that. Yeah, you do. They Keeping left a little bit to, to be desired there. They weren't the best on the vac sealers. Well, were they, they weren't quick, but I've got a <laughs> sneaking suspicion they were lying on the couch having a couple of beers while we were out there filleting. <laughs> no, they did a good job. They were all done and dusted, basically, by the time we got back inside, which was the main thing, and then we got stuck into the beers. Got the fish on the ice, the beers were already nice and cold, and that was it for the weekend. It was a great day's fishing, Rody, and um, notably another story in the report this week was Pez, just hot off the press today, sending us a photo of an excellent tuna of a very good friend of his. Yes, that's a big fish. That was a big-sized tuna, and Rody, I'm not going to lie, that looks suspiciously like the north coast of I, KI. I think that was the north coast of KI, did. So we, maybe Gav's prediction that they were on their way yes. came off. We know it was Kangaroo Island. There was a tag of Kangaroo Island, which we could see, and it looked suspiciously like the north coast. So that might be the sign of some better things to come. And it looks suspiciously like a small tinny to me, Diz. It does. So it's not a long way out, this fish. No, that's right. All right, Brody, another notable story uh, in the report, obviously, was our great friend of the show, Dan Way, the fishing guru, get amongst his gear, yep. was uh, a little trip he did over West Coast to go and chase the Silver Ghosts. Certainly didn't get a big one. <laughs> it was not huge. It was, a, it was a mully, though. It was not huge, but we, you know, we were offline a little bit for the best part of the weekend, so we may have missed some stuff that Dan was getting into or he chose not to share with the socials. I'm sure he'll uh, chirp us if he did catch a big one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did get some squid I saw on one of the jetties. Yeah, no, nah, I'm sure they had a good time, except I'm not sure they're having a good time when they had to strap up the camper van on the no, way home. Which I no, saw, you're right. Anyway, we'll look forward to seeing Dan next time to hear that story, won't we, Rody? Yeah, Diz, that's probably it for the uh, fishing report. Yeah, mate, I reckon that's about it. I think, you know, you see in the reports all the time, people sort of launching Metro, getting a few, but, you know, we're only talking about the notable stories at the minute, aren't we? Yeah, we're not going to read you about every little detail of some nuffy catching six garfish, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. Absolutely not. But i tell you what we are going to move on to, Rody, is certainly not... A nuffy idea by any stretch of the imagination in the tackle segment. What have you got for us today? So Rudy? this was a little uh, little item you picked up when we bought our boat. Yes. Got online, didn't you? Yes. Well, we took the boat out maybe a couple of times and we were a bit concerned that we couldn't get our spread right whilst chasing the tuna. Yes. So what did we do? What was the solution to this problem, Diz? Bit of sort of... You know, looking around online, probably didn't really want to fork out for proper outriggers, probably don't do enough tuning for that sort of gear. So we thought we'll get some outriggers which fit well into the rod holder. Yes. And they are they can be purchased online. They're, we purchased them from Menace Marine, mainly because that was the only place where we could really find them. But they worked really well because they can... 
swivel 360 degrees on the base and then 180 degrees on the top so you can really get it into any angle that you want. Yeah, so it sits straight into your rod holders, you put it out on a bit of an angle yep. and it just gives you some extra width away from the boat, doesn't it? Which is really good and it's also got a tether which is nice little inclusion in the sail so you can take care and make sure you hold on to your rods if the, if the uh, worst case scenario happens. But yeah, look, it definitely gets them out away from the boat, ready? Yeah, and they're fully stainless, Diz? Fully stainless, mate. Really good. Um, got a nice little way to sort of lock into the rod holder. You might just need to file it a little bit back like we did just to get them nice and snug in there, didn't just we? Just to suit the exact shape of your particular boat's rod holders. Yes, absolutely. But no, they do do a great job. Got the lures out nice and wide. And we've had a bit of success. We're certainly not going to be claiming to be any flackies of the world or stew, stews of the world, but... We're, well, look, we're getting there, mate. We're getting there. We're just chipping away at it, aren't we? And I actually... I think I might have seen them pop up at Let's Go Fishing lately, too. Okay. So I think they are out of stock early in the season, but they're back in stock, I believe, down there. All right, well, that just basically is a no-brainer. Go down there. Get yourself one. If and you think you need one, get one. And I suppose the other thing, when we bought one, we weren't that sure what we were getting. It would have been nice to get in and feel them and touch them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. ours are really good. Yeah, yeah. But you never quite know what you were going to get. Nah, yeah. I'm more of a sort of in-the-store style operator. So I think the ones they've got down at Let's Go Fishing are the uh, the Hook'em ones. Okay, nice. nice. So that's a good brand that we want to support. Yeah, absolutely we do, and they'll definitely look after you down there. So go and out let's go fishing and get into them. Fantastic, guys. Well, that was a nice little tackle segment for, for the listeners there. Already certainly better than you trying to come up with some ordinary joke anyway. Oh, debatable. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I rated my jokes. It's just every second episode we had you bringing the theme down. <laughs> okay. I was hoping that Gav might have delivered us a little one-liner while we are out there oh, in the just, water. Yeah, I can't remember anything in particular. Nah, nah. We should have picked his brains a bit more, probably. Should have asked him for a joke. He would have picked one up along the way, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. All right, dears, that's just about all we've got time for. Yeah, I think so, mate. You can uh, give the listeners a bit of an update on the socials. As always, we're posting any notable stories, keeping your listeners up to date with the latest in the fishing news and uh, always on the hunt for an interesting guest. And we nailed it today, I thought, with Ralph. Yes, we did. So the last thing I think we shared on the socials, which is worth giving a really quick shout-out before we get going, was the fundraising for the uh, Reeling in Junior Anglers. Yeah, get so on Remember the grant they talked vote. about? 27000 they wanted. Yeah, cast a vote. So jump on there. I've done my vote. Didn't take very long. So jump yeah. on Lee Van Seuss Facebook or the Reeling in Junior Anglers Facebook and get into that that link and put cast, your vote Cast in. your vote. Absolutely, mate. All right. Good, good point. Good little, good little. I just thought of that when you said the socials because that was the last thing I reckon we shared. Yeah. Well, one of the last things we shared. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Well, hopefully the next thing we share is a couple of couple of big old fish. Bloody oath, it is. All right, mate. Well, it's been good to have another yarn with you. Great to catch up with and uh, chat with Ralph. And uh, yeah, we look forward to listening, uh, hearing, speaking to you guys next time. See you guys. Rody and Diz hope you enjoyed today's episode of All The Gear But No Idea. Keep up to date by liking and sharing us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Until next time, good luck fishing. Fishing.